this week on Dig Me Out. Jay, we're back again with another episode thanks to our Dig Me Out Union on Patreon. You can help us make the next episode happen by joining us at dmounion.com or digmeoutunion.com. Speaking of the union, Jay, we have a returning union member joining us once again from the future, from the other side of the planet where spring is fall and fall is spring, day is night. Where rivers run up instead of and down. Toilet, and to- toilets run backwards. Is that true? I think it's only in The Simpsons. I, I think that's a myth. I don't think it is. South the Southern Hemisphere. I, I, you know what? I have never seen it for myself, <laughs> so I actually don't believe it. I think it's just gravity, but... Okay. I think what they're doing is they're just showing you the video in reverse. Ah, it's a big... Big conspiracy. That's that's what big water wants you to think. <laughs> Is this the new flat Earth? Yeah, movement. <laughs> we probably have uh, a lot more listeners and we have a lot more reach if we did a conspiracy. Just made up a conspiracy right. and then a podcast about it. Clockwise only. Counterclockwise is counterintuitive. <laughs> there we go. Well, let's. Jason, didn't you uh, join us during your lunch hour last time? I have before, yeah. But okay. Obviously, this is a Saturday, so. so so you're not double dipping. You're off the clock. This I time. can uh, I can swan in with a bit more freedom. Okay, so I cannot enjoy a beer <laughs> like Tim is. So it's too uh, early. No, this is just ginger beer. I'm not actually drinking an alcoholic beer. Jason Pan, welcome back. You have previously been Thank with you. us. For episodes on last year, it was Penny Century by Clouds. And then there was Hello Halo by Pollyanna. And then back in 2018, it was Manson's Six. Were there any other appearances that we missed? Or, or those are the three? Uh, Deus, Ideal Crash. Oh. Was that yeah, your first? Yeah, uh, second. Manson was second. the first. Yeah. Oh, that must have gotten, must have been a, a, a back end error, Jay. Talk to the intern about the back end, about the, <laughs> about the ones and zeros. Uh, Jason, what have you brought to us this year? So, speaking of Deus, we've returned to Belgium uh, for Soul Wax. Now, their second album, much against everyone's advice. So, I'm not sure of the year because it depends on which part of the world you live in, but I think it came here in 2000, but uh, we're calling it 1999 for the purposes of this. I'm seeing two versions on streaming. One is stamped 98 from Pius Recordings, and another is stamped 99 from Pius Recordings. (laughs) Well, there are a lot of labels associated with this release. Um, It was released by Elmo Sounds in the U.S., it was released by Played Again Sam Records in Europe. It was released by Avex Tracks in Japan. So, and there's a, and then amongst all that, there's a Belgian European release, a UK release, a US release um, that 
there's three different mixes of those, you know, three different versions of those releases with some remixes. Um, so there's probably going to be a lot of different dates for when this came out. How did you um, come upon this record? I was trying to remember. Um, I think I heard Conversation Intercom on Triple J. Uh, and then, you know, at uni, you start to get in crowds that are more your style. Um, so someone gave me a, a CD rip of the European version, which has a, and then eventually when it got released in Australia, got the local, local copy, which I think shares the track list with the American version. So uh, tell me if I'm wrong. So, Jay, how long is the one that you listen to? 14 tracks. That's what I also listen to. That yeah. is actually the Belgian European release. The UK okay, release yeah. is 11 and the US release is 13. Oh my goodness. The Australian so, release was 13. So, but the uh the original rip I had had my cruel joke in it, which is that um one where Tracy Bonham of Mother Mother fame does the vocals. And it had a different mix of too many DJs. So that's interesting because the too many DJs new version is is only on the UK release of the ones that I mentioned, which is eleven songs. And neither that nor the US release have my cruel joke. I don't so what what's streaming? Which which version is it? So I listen to it on Spotify, and that is the Belgian European 14 track. Yes. Um, yeah, this doesn't even stream in Australia. So I just have my old rips to listen to. Interesting. Well, while Jay is on hiatus, uh, <laughs> let's talk about uh, sort of the history of this band and, and where they came from. History of the band. So you mentioned they are from, I'm probably not going to pronounce this correctly, but Ghent? Or I think correct? that's right, yeah. Uh, in Belgium, and uh, formed in 1995, uh, centered around brothers David and Stephen Diwale. So the first record uh, came out in 1996, Leave the Story Untold. That was released on Play It Again Sam Records. And interesting, it was co-produced by Chris Goss, who is from the you know Rancho de Luna and a desert scene um masters of reality is his band um and then so the album we're talking about much against everyone's advice that came out in 1998 it went gold in belgium sold 25,000 copies uh this was followed up 6 years later by any minute now which i think a lot of people know the band from the 2000s starting with this record because it takes them into a more like dance uh, electronic direction yeah like a yeah dfa type of thing right I mean, e-talking a big single which was the the big single off that um that 2006 release was that a big thing in the u.s yeah because yeah because that dfa scene and lcd sound system i think they did they ended up doing a remix of an lcd um lcd sound system song and they did a they did remixes for the gorillas and daft punk and so they were kind of like i think one of their records is just all remixes of songs that they've that they've done because they also ended up working with um tame impala on a remix 
Yeah, and they're quite they're they're more DJs now, so they kind of transitioned into that semi-electronic sound and and mashups and things. They've got a few albums and mashups uh, from that mid two thousands area. Um, but no, I, they did a really great remix of Muscle Museum of Muse's first album that was on one of the Muse uh, singles. Oh yeah, I remember 2000 that. as well, which was which um, was another way, you know, they got to my attention. Uh, so. Any Minute Now came out in 2004 from Dewey, came out in 2017. Essential came out in 2018. There's also a remix album called Night Visions, which came out in 2005. Um, a couple of compilations, a couple of soundtrack albums. And Jay, had, were you familiar with Soul Wax at all? Did, I just knew them from remix, remixes of other artists, really. I had not checked out their stuff. Nope. I, heard, I, I mean, I knew the name, but I had... Never heard the band. All right. Well, what did our folks over at Patreon say? Jeremy Amend said, Well, the lyrics are almost always confusing and generally seem nonsensical or maybe contain very odd metaphors. The music and production is all over the place, and I'm here for it since 1998. <laughs> Oddly, it would appear that they moved the opening of the album to a pre-gap track after I bought it. Or maybe it's just the difference between the European and the US versions. I feel like the album loses something with the intro cut off. Do you know what he's talking about, uh, Jason? Well, you know, I didn't, there's like a 50 second uh, kind of semi-spoken word intro, like, you know, an, an old 90s offspring album um, that you can only get to by rewinding once you just press play on track one. And to be honest, I didn't even oh. know what it was. I had to go find it on YouTube in the lead up to this to actually hear it because don't even have a CD player anymore. So, um, yeah, apparently that was, you know, from pressing play on track one in other releases, but I hadn't heard it. We completely missed that one. <laughs> I wonder how they did that. Like, how do you, do you have to burn negative into where the starting gap is? Like in terms of where the laser burns that? I, it's, we need to get a, we need to get somebody who worked on CDs on one of these shows. Explains how to find a starting position and how do you push it down the exactly? Down the yeah. Uh, Gavin said, "I have this and go back to it sporadically. I usually really look forward to it to listen once. Okay, much against everyone's advice, a few times. Reminds me of Plug in Baby Muse, then file it away. So worthy EP. I like it, but not a lot of not a lot jumps out." Ian McIver said, I'm more familiar with Soul Wax through their more electronic output in the 2000s. Any Minute Now and Night versions come to mind. And production for electronic artists such as Tiga and Peaches. This was an interesting listen to a different aspect of the group, but it will come as no surprise to anyone that I prefer the electronic side. This is a borderline better EP worthy album for me, but due to the fact there is other material I prefer from the group, eh, and cause this album to verbally sit on the shelf, I will go with a better EP. And then Kyle Bittner said, the only thing I knew about going into this album was that they remixed a Tame Impala song, so I had no idea what to expect. That said, I wasn't expecting a 90s rock record. Two bands came that came to mind when listening to this were Muse on the electronic side, as Gavin mentioned, and Silverchair on the more acoustic-based songs, especially in the vocals. Both Flying Without Wings and Temptingly Yours sound like they would fit right in on Silverchair's 2000s albums. 
Overall, I didn't mind the record, but I didn't find it engaging enough that I remained focused on it throughout the duration. There is enough on here, though, uh, for me to warn it a worthy album. The only true throwaway for me is My Cruel Joke, which sounds like a poor attempt at channeling Massive Attack. Maybe they preferred this sound later, but on this record, maybe they perfected this sound later, but on this record, it doesn't work. So that was our patrons' thoughts on this. We'll share their um, poll results when we give our Worthy Album Better EP Decent Single rating. But first, let's talk about this record, Jay. Tell me one thing you liked about Much Against Everyone's Advice by Soul Wax. I really like the drums. It's a very unique approach. It sounds like a mix of real drums and performance, but there's an electronic and layered thing going on. Um, so it's 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 like it's got that propulsion and punch that you know a drum machine can bring or loops can bring but there's a lot of cool little details and accents and the beats aren't always like super straightforward there there's some enough variety there that it feels um like performance or spontaneous so it's just overall just rhythmically um a really cool sounding record and i think that creates a really nice base to then layer on, you know, they've got some um, synths on here that are kind of cool. So the combo of the grinding synth sounds at times, and then those drums is a really unique um, take on rhythm. And then when they bring in the guitars on top of that, which, you know, are fairly, I would say sparingly for a nineties record, you know, there's guitars on here, but it is not a guitar record. They have a huge impact. Um, they're super dynamic because you don't, they don't overdo it with the fuzzy guitars, but when they bring them on in a song like much against everyone's advice or too many DJs, it's really punchy. It sounds really big and kind of gritty. It just brings a whole new level of energy to the record. It feels like super precise and, you know, everything's in the in, in its place. And then when you bring the guitars in, it just sort of unleashes this roar that is, um, sounds great. All of this is then wrapped around, I would say like power pop-ish kind of vocals and melodies. Um, they're super hooky. They're pretty complex melodies. You know, they, they're go places and hit notes and 
have chord changes that are at times, you know, unexpected and uh, pretty unusual. You know, at times that on a song like Overweight Karate Kit, when I listen to the guitar part of that, it sounds very Radiohead to me, but it's like a power pop vocal on top of it, uh, or very melodic, you know, not um, Tom York vocal on top of it. So there's just these really cool juxtapositions between all those layers and uh, the cool rhythms, but then some melodies that are very hooky, but also um, kind of interesting and advanced. They're not just like boilerplate, you know, just simple three note sing-alongs. There's some stuff going on here that's musically pretty sophisticated. Like an overweight karate Kid, you can walk Over my heart Using candor as painkiller Tastes like vanilla to me Occasionally Someone please make me go Instead being alone Just tell me I ought to watch infomercials for love And buy all of the trust Saturdays are shown as I'm not The world's most talkative guy That's some of the stuff I liked. Would you like, Tim? Well, you covered a lot of it, but I really like the intersection of like the rock and the industrial that happens on this record. It's very poppy, like on conversation intercom or the way that they take um, on the, on the title track that like little, what would be a very typical nineties guitar rhythm. that's at the beginning of that. And then when it, uh, at the beginning of the song, and then when the big riff comes in on top of that, it sounds humongous and it's got that little bit of like digital edge to it too, which, you know, it's in like that stabbing westward or God lives underwater space, but still retains the, I guess the rock edge because of how big the percussion and the, and the drums are. And I, I don't know if it's like a mix of a live kit combined with digital, but it just sounds so huge, but not in like a, you know, just a, a big distorted kick drum. Right. There's a lot of nuance going on with the drums that right. you don't ne- you don't necessarily hear in something that's this produced, like uh, produced in a way that's uh, electronic or um, drum machines or whatever's going on here. And I, I actually liked um, My Cruel Joke. Like, if it was an album of that, I probably would have not enjoyed it. But I, I like the music in that song, and I think that that approach it's, you know, it is kind of massive attack ish but i still think it sounds cool you know if the music didn't like if it wasn't really good for that song I, it wouldn't as, be as memorable but um i know that one got called out in the comments um jason what works best for you on this record oh uh, look for me it was just a a fun record at the time compared to the rest of what I was listening to. You know, it does have that little more poppy approach, but, um, you know, that blend of the, the, all the things I was listening to at the time just 
a little less grim. Um, but yeah, you know, the really, it's, it's a fun um, album to actually kind of play along to on guitar, you know, playing along some of the riffs and, and things. And, and so, you know, it's my cruel joke, uh, too many DJs, much against everyone's advice, conversation intercom. They're the, the kind of, they were the entryways. And then, you know, the rest of the album was just a, quite a nice palette cleanser at the time for me. I do like how this record is not predictable as well. If you had told me after hearing like the first four songs that then you would get a song like track eight flying without wings, which almost got into like Kent territory with the way that the vocals worked and the harmonies were going in those. And I, I, I can't remember where Kent was from, but maybe it was like Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. but it was in that very melodic end of of that band if love ever comes barging in like that again that's it i'm calling security I think that's what one of the things I like is that how unpredictable this record is. I mean, the middle, sort of from overweight karate kid to more than this. If you were to take that chunk out and and squeeze, you know, the, what's left there together, it would sound like two completely different bands because that middle section is so, you know, guitar oriented. It's not as electronic driven, whereas it's sort of the back and the front of the record that are dabbling in that more yeah i mean look I, I was listening to every like jeff buckley to kent to muse showbiz and radio at the time so it fits really well with what i was after at the time and yeah come away with it still 20 years later with a very strong impression of the album jay what doesn't work for you on the record they get very string heavy at times and and or kind of get stuck in a soft rock vibe um that I find so examples would be proverbial pants when logic dies. There's a bit of meandering in the strings. Um, and the song gets a bit lost in it. Then there's songs like in a similar vein, like more than this, the salty knowledge of tears, temptingly yours that are, they're nice, but they're not remarkable. And I think just in general, that material, like sort of that slower mid-tempo stuff that's a bit more stringy, organy, I find when I'm not like fully engaged with the record and, and really analyzing it, those tracks I just zone out. You know, so when I had the record on when I was doing other things, I would just kind of get lost in it. Like it just wouldn't grab me. 
when we got to like i would say like the middle from track six kind of through the end it was a bit ebb and flows too many djs would pop um because it has the guitars in it it would just like kind of perk me up and i would pay attention but i would like really lose focus for long stretches of the record now when i analyze that stuff with a critical ear it's brilliant and it sounds gorgeous but the reality is you know it takes my focus to do that like i have to stop and say like, okay let me let me listen to what's going on here okay that's really cool um so i just struggle with it a bit that way i, I think maybe the 11 track version would have helped for me um i think also something like my cruel joke that you touched on tim is it's an interesting like maybe end like ending track a little experiment to kind of go off script a bit and a little bit more of a music instrumental with some lighter lighter vocals less harmonies and stuff might be a fun way to end the record but where it sits right now uh, at least in the version i've listened to at track 12 is just a weird diversion that kind of pulls me out Cupid was a real jerk, a child star fermented, a faded star of yesterday, now toothless, jaded. He shoots his arrows wildly, with bottles scattered across the sky, he trips on clouds, with a face like Keith Richards. I am your voice, struggle to get back into the record and i think funny the 14 track funny is is really strong too but i felt i was so diverged and off on another course that like to kind of get pulled back um was a bit of a struggle so even that song feels you know not as strong as it could if it was on an 11 track record and not after my cruel joke so some sequencing stuff some just material that's not as strong and a little bit of meandering with strings and effects and you know middle sections that don't really go anywhere or do anything that kind of stuff a little trimming maybe what didn't work for you tim it it to me this this becomes a uh a, a like a a big dip in the middle purely based on energy and like yeah. you said, and then too many DJs comes back in and you're like, oh, yes, I'm listening to the record again. Yeah. If This is completely a track listing issue, because if you you have like basically like nine songs that are I would describe as up tempo and there are five that are in that middle section. So if you had just put like two up tempo, one slow song, two up tempo, one slow song, like, some, you know, spread them out, probably wouldn't be as noticeable. That they're, but you have them all lumped together right in the middle of the record. That's my, that's really my only, I mean, yeah, more than this in proverbial plants, proverbial pants, they go on too long. They could be, those could be trimmed down. But I mean, if I couldn't, if I couldn't rearrange it, I would cut probably those two songs. 
but that's really my only complaint. I don't have any complaint with really in the material. It's all interesting and engaging and it's got a a very like it's very 90s sounding, but it's also like still how somehow contemporary. Jason, is there anything that doesn't work for you? Yeah, I guess a lot of those, the verses and chorus in that middle section kind of blend in, uh, stepping back and looking at it. Um, but there's even then, you know, there's, as, as Jay said, I think there's elements that if you concentrated on it and you took the song in isolation, um, it would stand differently. Um, you know, I, I do like the double track solo in more than this or that sort of, uh, it's, it reminds me of like Jeff Buckley's Grace, that, that middle section of Salty Knowledge of Tears. Totally. Um, just going all over the guitar or totally. over the neck. Um, but yeah, it's, it's probably just, it gets a bit too samey looking at it as an album in that, in that middle section. And I can see why the sequencing has uh, moved around quite a bit between the releases. Yeah, Salty Knowledge of Tears, it's um, really my ears perked up in that middle section in that guitar part. I was like, holy shit, this is Jeff Buckley. <laughs> but it was like, I was lost, not paying attention to the song. And then they hit that middle bridge and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> what just happened? This is really cool. Uh, uh, that was, yeah, I didn't even track it to Jeff Buckley until listening again this week. Just, uh, yep. um, but it's, it's just a clear rip of, well, clearly influenced by Grace in that part. Yeah. It's more the, like the voicings. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about then our overall ratings on this record. Um. Worthy album, better EP, or decent single? Jay, where do you land? I'm landing right on the edge. My, my feet are. My tippy toes are right on the edge. Um. <laughs> I'm going to go with an EP. I, I, uh, Conversation Intercom, really strong. Saturday is a great song. Much Against Everyone's Advice, Overweight Karate Kid, Flying Without Wings, Too Many DJs, and Funny. Um, I think you could... Mm, I'd be curious to hear the 11-track version. Maybe I, uh, I could get on board with that being a worthy album, but the way I listen to it at 14, it's just, uh, it's just too much. Um, and I think it would be stronger focused around those seven tracks with maybe a couple extras thrown in. So I'm going to DP. I think I'm at a worthy album. Um, for me, it's more, I would, I just want to rearrange stuff. I could probably drop two songs and uh, I already mentioned them uh, more than this and proverbial pants. I could drop those two and rearrange this. And I think you got a really, really strong 12 track album. With the just with the right track list, we could throw one more out in the universe. There's like already three or four track lists out there. Can we have the dig me out version? <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll do that instead of putting the actual album on the uh, available to listen yeah. to on our page. I'll put the my version of the uh, the track list. Maybe we need to start creating playlists on a uh, Spotify, Apple Music, or something with our our edits. Our versions of the records. We're gonna we're gonna edit. You've you've heard Led Zeppelin four. 
not this way. Here's how it should have been sequenced. <laughs> Jason, I know this was your pick. Where do you land? I think a worthy album. Yeah. I yeah, there's no songs I dislike when in isolation sequence, notwithstanding. Excellent. Well, the the union sided with us. 78% were the album. Only 22% with Jay. That means Jay is voted off the island. Collect your oh, coconuts man. and go. Later, dudes. Is that what happens? Do they pick up like their satchel and a and a coconut and they collect your coconuts? <laughs> Please take your speed out too. I've actually never watched any of those shows, sadly. Uh, so I don't know if they're if that's actually what happens or not. Jason, thank you for bringing this record to us. This feels very much like a dig me out album in the sense that. It has somehow, uh, you know, electronic, rock, all the things that the 90s had. Power pop. It's Power like, pop. Yeah. A lot of bands, too, that we don't talk about that much. Like, I don't know that we actually, I guess we've talked about it pretty ahead. Jeff Buckley, right. he's going to come off that, that often. Um No. There were definitely some thing, some references here that we don't typically uh, hear. And I think the point, maybe Tim, you made it, that it sounds both 90s, but, but also modern. <laughs> I, I would concur with that. It's a really interesting sound. I, I don't think when, when you hear it, you won't be like discounting it because of it sounding like the 90s. It's more of a, Hey, we were doing, there was some cool stuff going on now, then, and some of that is still going on now from a production right. standpoint. Yep. So if you would like to be one of our patrons who suggests an album or perhaps votes in polls, you can do so by joining us at dmounion.com or digmeoutunion.com. It's also where you can go to vote on our monthly tournaments are our tournaments of death where 27 albums enter and two albums leave to be judged by no six albums leave and then they are judged to be worthy of us to be reviewed that's how it goes right it's not two it's six forgot what that final round was all about Maybe there'll be a tie, and then will they'll be down to two? Well, that 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 has happened. That has happened. It did come down to two. And you, you suggest those albums over at digmeoutpodcast.com and our suggest an album link or box or form, whatever you like to call it. And uh, it's also where you go to sign up for the box newsletter. A newsletter every week on new releases for '80s and '90s relevant music. Movies, TV shows, albums, books, whatever. Lastly, Apple Podcasts is where you go to leave us some positive feedback if you've enjoyed this time talking about Soul Wax. If you'd enjoyed spending this time with us, check out the Dig Me Out merch 
house table merch table she got the, what is this a gig <laughs> hey thanks for coming out tonight uh thanks. we got some merch in the back stick around for make sure to sign up for the mailing list stick around for booby shoebox they're playing after us <laughs> booby shoebox i think you mean um uh camarijuana marijuana they're really cool guys they're cool they like, get, their merch is back there too yeah <laughs> all right for jay i'm tim we're out we'll be back next week with another episode dig me out <laughs>